Today is the 29th day of July. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you uh, today and every day. Sitting around the global campfire, letting God's word speak to us. Uh, this little oasis that we have together uh, from the cares of life, this safe place where God can speak. And so let's uh, let's get to that. We're reading from the Common English Bible this week. Today, 2 Chronicles chapters 24 and 25. Jehoash was seven years old when he became king, and he ruled for 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah. She was from Beersheba. Jehoash did what was right in the Lord's eyes, as long as Jehoiada the priest was alive. Jehoiada had him marry two wives, and Jehoash fathered sons and daughters. Sometime later, Jehoash wanted to renovate the Lord's temple. He gathered the priests and the Levites and said, Go to the cities of Judah and collect the annual tax of silver due from all Israel for the upkeep of God's temple. Do it right away. But the Levites procrastinated. So the king summoned the chief priest Jehoiada and asked him, Why haven't you required the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax imposed by the Lord's servant Moses and the Israelite assembly for the covenant tent? Now, wicked Atalia and her followers had broken into God's temple and used all the holy objects of the Lord's temple in their worship of the Baals. So at the king's command, a box was made and placed outside the gate of the Lord's temple. Then a proclamation was issued throughout Judah and Jerusalem, requiring the people to bring to the Lord the tax that God's servant Moses had imposed on Israel in the wilderness. This so pleased all the leaders and all the people that they gladly dropped their money in the box until it was full. Whenever the box was brought by the Levites to the royal accountants, as soon as they saw that a large amount of money was in the box, the royal scribe and the representative of the high priest would come, empty the box, and return it to its place. This took place day after day, and a large amount of money was collected. The king and Jehoiada would give it to those in charge of the work on the Lord's temple, who in turn hired masons and carpenters to renovate the Lord's temple, as well as metal workers for the iron and bronze to repair the Lord's temple. The workers labored hard, and the restoration progressed smoothly under their control until they had brought God's temple back to its original state and reinforced it. As soon as they finished, they brought the remaining money to the king and Jehoiada. They used it to make equipment for the Lord's temple, including what was used for the service and the entirely burned offerings, pans and other objects made of gold and silver. As long as Jehoiada lived, the entirely burned offerings were regularly offered in the Lord's temple. Jehoiada grew old And when he reached the age of 130, he died. He was buried among the kings in David's city because of his exemplary service to Israel 
God and God's temple. After Jehoiada's death, however, the leaders of Judah came and bowed before the king, and the king listened to them. They abandoned the temple of the Lord, their ancestors' God, and worshipped sacred poles and idols. Anger came upon Judah and Jerusalem as a consequence of their sin, and though God sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord and warn them, they refused to listen. Then the Spirit of God enwrapped Zechariah, the son of the priest Jehoiada. Standing before the people, he told them, This is what God says. Why do you defy the Lord's commands and keep yourselves from prospering? Because you have abandoned the Lord, he has abandoned you. But the people plotted against Zechariah and at the king's command stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Jehoash failed to remember the loyalty that Jehoiada, Zechariah's father, had shown him and murdered Jehoiada's son, who cried out as he lay dying, May the Lord see and seek vengeance. That spring, the Aramean army marched against Jehoash. They attacked Judah and Jerusalem, destroyed all the people's leaders, and sent all the loot to the king of Damascus. Although the Aramean forces were relatively small, the Lord handed over to them a very large army. Because the people of Judah had abandoned the Lord, their ancestors' God. Jehoash was justly punished. The Arameans left him badly wounded, but his own officials plotted against him for murdering the son of the priest Jehoiada. So they killed him in his bed. He died and was buried in David's city, but not in the royal cemetery. Those who plotted against him were the Ammonite Zabad, Shimeath's son, and the Moabite, Jehozabad, Shimrith's son. The list of Jehoash's sons, the many prophecies against him, and the account of his restoration of God's temple are written in the comments on the records of the kings. His son Amaziah succeeded him as king. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king and he ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadon. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's eyes, but not with all his heart. Once he had secured control over his kingdom, he executed the officials who had assassinated his father, the king. However, he didn't kill their children because of what is written in the instruction scroll from Moses where the Lord commanded, Parents shouldn't be executed because of what their children have done. Neither should children be executed because of what their parents have done. Each person should be executed for their own guilty acts. Amaziah gathered the people of Judah, organizing them into family units under captains of thousands and hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He summoned everyone 20 years old and older and found that there were 300,000 select troops ready for service 
and able to handle spears and body-sized shields. He also hired 100,000 warriors from Israel for 100 kikars of silver. But a man of God confronted him. King, he said, the troops from Israel must not go with you because the Lord isn't on the side of Israel or any Ephraimite. Should you go with them anyway, even if you fight fiercely, God will make you stumble before the enemy because God has the ability to either help or make someone stumble. Amaziah asked the man of God, What about the hundred kikars I paid for the Israelite troops? God can give you much more than that, the man of God replied. Amaziah released the Ephraimite troops who had joined him so they could go home. But this only infuriated them against Judah, and they left in a rage. Amaziah courageously led his people to the Salt Valley where they killed 10,000 people from Seir. The Judean forces captured another 10,000 alive, brought them to the top of a cliff, and threw them off so that all were dashed to pieces. Meanwhile, the troops Amaziah had released from fighting alongside him raided cities in Judah from Samaria to Beth Haran, killing 3,000 people and carrying off a large amount of loot. When Amaziah returned after defeating the Edomites, he brought the gods of the people of Seir. He set them up as his own gods, bowed down before them, and burned incense to them. As a result, the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent a prophet to him. Why do you seek the gods of this people? The prophet asked. They couldn't even deliver their own people from you. Since when do you give me advice? Amaziah interrupted. You better quit before you end up dead. So the prophet stopped. But not until he said, I know God plans to destroy you because you've done this and because you've refused to listen to my advice. After Judah's king Amaziah consulted with his advisors, he sent a challenge to Israel's king Joash, Jehoahaz's son and Jehu's grandson. Come on, he said, let's go head to head. Israel's king Joash sent the following reply to Judah's king Amaziah. Once upon a time, a thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a cedar. Give your daughter to my son as a wife. But then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle. Do you think that because you've defeated Edom, you can arrogantly seek even more? Stay home. Why invite disaster when both you and Judah will fall? But Amaziah wouldn't listen, because God intended to use this to destroy them, since they had sought Edom's gods. So Israel's king Joash moved against Judah's king Amaziah and went head-to-head in battle at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was defeated by Israel, and everyone ran home. At Beth Shemesh, Israel's king Joash captured Judah's king Amaziah 
Jehoash's son, and Ahaziah's grandson. Joash brought him to Jerusalem and broke down 600 feet of the Jerusalem wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gates. Joash took all the gold and silver and all the objects he could find in God's temple in the care of Obed-Edom and in the treasuries of the palace along with some hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. Judah's king Amaziah, Jehoash's son, lived 15 years after the death of Israel's king Joash, Jehoahaz's son. The rest of Amaziah's deeds, from beginning to end, aren't they written in the official records of Israel's and Judah's kings? From the time Amaziah turned away from the Lord, some people conspired against him in Jerusalem. When Amaziah fled to Lachish, they sent men after him, and they murdered him in Lachish. They carried him back on horses, and he was buried with his ancestors in David's city. Romans 12 So, brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Because of the grace that God gave me, I can say to each one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Instead, be reasonable, since God has measured out a portion of faith to each one of you. We have many parts in one body, but the parts don't all have the same function. In the same way, though there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually we belong to each other. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. If your gift is prophecy, you should prophesy in proportion to your faith. If your gift is service, devote yourself to serving. If your gift is teaching, devote yourself to teaching. If your gift is encouragement, devote yourself to encouraging. The one giving should do it with no strings attached. The leader should lead with passion. The one showing mercy should be cheerful. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hope. Stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people. 
and welcome strangers into your home. Bless people who harass you. Bless and don't curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and cry with those who are crying. Consider everyone as equal and don't think that you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. Don't think that you're so smart. Don't pay back anyone for their evil actions with evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. Don't try to get revenge for yourselves, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, Revenge belongs to me. I will pay it back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. By doing this, you will pile burning coals of fire upon his head. Don't be defeated by evil, but defeat evil with good. Psalm 22, 19-31 But you, Lord, don't be far away. You are my strength. Come quick and help me. Deliver me from the sword. Deliver my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion from the horns of the wild oxen, you have answered me. I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the very center of the congregation. All of you who revere the Lord, praise him. All of you who are Jacob's descendants, honor him. All of you who are all Israel's offspring, stand in awe of him. Because he didn't despise or detest the suffering of the one who suffered, he didn't hide his face from me. No, he listened when I cried out to him for help. I offer praise in the great congregation because of you. I will fulfill my promises in the presence of those who honor God. Let all those who are suffering eat and be full that all who seek the Lord praise Him. I pray your hearts live forever. Every part of the earth will remember and come back to the Lord. Every family among all the nations will worship you. Because the right to rule belongs to the Lord, He rules all nations. Indeed, all the earth's powerful will worship Him. All who are descending to the dust will kneel before him. My being also lives for him. Future descendants will serve him. Generations to come will be told about my Lord. They will proclaim God's righteousness to those not yet born, telling them what God has done. 
Proverbs 20, 8 through 10. A king who sits on his judgment throne sifts out all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I'm innocent to the core. I'm cleansed from my sin. False weights and measures, the Lord detests them both. All right, so we, we've been taking the journey through Romans, uh, reading the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote that's uh, most scholars think is the, like the, the crowning jewel, one of the greatest theological documents that we have in the Christian faith. And so as we've been moving through it, we've seen that at times it's very technical, very highly theological, but then the implications become clear and some of those are spiritual implications, like realities that we need to live into and become aware of but today Paul gives us like here's some practical things in your humanity that this should be doing this is what you should look like because of all of this and so it gives us a chance to just look at our lives versus this picture of what life should and and even could and can and must look like so let's let's just take an example but before we do, we should, we should kind of get into this posture because we're probably not going to be perfectly aligned with all of this. And it's going to reveal some areas that maybe the Holy Spirit here in the second half of the year uh, would like to deal with in our lives, which is going to force us into a position of repentance. Uh, and, you know, we just don't usually like that word very well um, because it just it, it sort of denotes judgment and all of this. But repentance simply means that you're turning around and going the other direction. It means that you're changing your mind. And by changing your mind, you're, you're changing your inner self. So here's what Paul counsels. Don't think that you're better than you really are. Don't just pretend to love others. Actually love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other genuinely, with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see 
you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. We should come back to Romans 12. Uh, Often, because it's giving us this list, which is basically uh, a roadmap to what it looks like to be a living sacrifice, which is what he said at the beginning of this reading today, that we should lay our lives down before the Lord, knowing that we are dead to who we were and have been resurrected in Christ so that it is now Christ who lives in us and we live out our lives as a living sacrifice. This is what life is supposed to look like according to the Apostle Paul. And if we will pay attention and be intentional about this, then we'll be able to uh, do the last thing that Paul tells us today. Don't let evil conquer you. You conquer evil by doing good. That's the Holy Spirit. We invite you into this. Uh, This is very practical, very confronting, plenty of room for growth and maturity. And we invite your Holy Spirit's because now we're seeing a picture of what it actually looks like in a practical way to be a living sacrifice. And we can see that in, in some ways, in some ways we do this, but we can also see in other ways we don't. And then we can also see the back and forth of it all. And so Holy Spirit, show us how to be consistent, intentional, and true as we walk the narrow path that leads to life. And as we conquer evil by doing good. In other words, taking the evil out of the world because it has been conquered and replacing it with good. And whenever we do this, the kingdom is revealed because the darkness has been vanquished and light has taken its place. And this happens every day, billions of times a day, And yet we realize that too often we participate in the darkness. So come Holy Spirit, show us how to be a living sacrifice. In the name of Jesus we ask, Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So it's a good place to stay connected, uh, both to all the different social media links and just stuff that's going on in the prayer wall and the events that are coming up. The, the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion for 2019 is coming up. Man, we're like at the one month. Like in a month from now, that's Wow. I guess I need to get my own head around that. So about a month from now, uh, we'll be here in the rolling hills of Tennessee out on the lake uh, where we've all kind of come for a family reunion from all over the place, spend some time together, play together, get to know each other uh, beyond just voice. 
So I hope you can come. Uh, I hope you can be a part of that. We're looking forward to it very much. All of the details about Family Reunion 2019 can be found at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. Just look for Family Reunion 2019 and you'll get all the details there. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the little drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner and, uh, and then you'll see the initiatives section there as well. So I hope you can do that. I hope you can, uh, can come here to the rolling hills of Tennessee and be together in, uh, in a few weeks. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link, and that link lives on the homepage. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your partnership. As, uh, as we move through the summertime, thank you really profoundly. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, good morning. This call is for the woman that called in at the lost person. And I I heard Christian Augustus. It was, I couldn't quite make out the name. I just wanted to encourage you, um, that more like comfort you, I hope. My sister is going through the almost the exact same thing. She lost her world, her only child, her daughter, at 29 years old at the end of May. And I have listened to her tell me the exact same things that you've expressed this morning, um, July 22nd. I just wanted to reach out to you, and if you ever need someone to talk to, my email address is reno. C-H-I-C-O at yahoo.com That's Reno Chico at yahoo.com and my name is Denise and please don't hesitate to call I'd like to pray for you and encourage you any way that I can Thank you Bye Good morning Dabras This is Florida Charlie Oscar Papa I've called a few times I am a long time listener I've been listening five, six years now and I've just got a burden on my heart. My parents are getting older and I'm trying to be a good son and help them out with decisions they have to make. And you know how that is sometimes. Parents don't want to listen to your to their children and so forth. So I'm just praying for wisdom, a strategy, and God's will to be done over every major decision. So if you can keep me in prayer again, I would really appreciate that. I love you all. God bless you. And take care. Bye-bye. Hi, family. It's Shannon from Texas. And as some of you may know, my son, Javion, gave his life to the Lord a few weeks ago. And this is miraculous news. I'm so just unbelievably 
grateful and even amazed by this, even though I shouldn't be. Um, this is something that I've been praying for for a very long time. And uh, after this, she was arrested for, um, and this is something that blows my mind also, he was arrested for um, stolen guns and um, burglary of a habitat and the burglary of a habitat charge we can't figure out why they charged him with that and um, <laughs> we got him out on bond and uh, I talked to an attorney a good friend of mine's dad a Texas attorney and he said that uh, it could be up to two years per gun and there was seven guns and my son is a bright just if you met him, you would people just adore him. I've never met anyone that doesn't just are not just in love completely with him. And if the thought of him being in prison is just it's not going to happen. In fact, yesterday I had a revelation about him, the Lord, and how we just are not punished for our sins. I can't get into that, but. Please help me pray. I need an attorney of like ten to twenty thousand dollars. I've got to figure this out. So please help me pray. Um, I love you guys. Um, that's it. Hi, it's Sherry from Augusta, Kansas. I want to thank you, Brian and Jill, and everyone else. And for that, I quote Philippians one. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. I, I feel like every time that I call, I always feel silly and I think I'm not going to call again because I, I just look stupid. But I always do end up calling again. And it's because I feel like I'm, I've connected with God when I connect with all of you. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for giving me um, that feeling of peace I get knowing that others uh, are carrying on with me. And for whatever reason we call whenever I feel like my heart is breaking or when I feel like I'm, I'm struggling, I so appreciate being able to call in and tell you guys all of that. Thank you so much. And a special thank you to Cherry. Uh, you know them as Cherry and Greg. Uh, I always called her Cherry, Pie, Cherry Pie Tie. Um, I, a special thank you to her for, for encouraging me to call in. And now I not only listen every day and been listening faithfully, but I've been reading my Bible faithfully every day also uh, since the beginning of the year and I am listening more and more to the Proverbs and the Psalms as well and taking the time to pray and it's just line upon line it's building me up and um, I'm grateful I am so grateful because I never thought I'd be back to this place again so thank you all I love you all God bless you all bye bye Hello, Daily Audio Bible. This is Dwayne from Wisconsin. All praise and glory to our wonderful Lord and Savior just calling in. Um, today is July 22nd and July 1st. Um, I think I had mentioned to you that uh, I have a dog, Moose, and uh, usually I take him out for a run on my bicycle. And uh, yesterday it didn't go so well. Um, uh, he managed to pull me off the bicycle and I uh, ended up uh, 
breaking uh, my collar, well, on my collarbone, but a bone in my shoulder. Um, not much pain, um, but um, I need some surgery to kind of get it all put back together. The muscles tore, the bone broke, but that's not why they got to do the surgery. It's got to do with the fact the muscles tore, um, so it won't hold the bone in place. So I would appreciate your prayers for that. I would also like to lift up uh, all of you out there that call in and pray, even if you don't call in. This is such a wonderful place to come and to listen to all of you lift up other people. We are so blessed. And again, even those that don't call in, we feel your prayers. And we know, as uh, Brian had alluded to once, that all the time people are being prayed for and people are praying. What a great and wonderful blessing this ministry is. So Brian and Jill, thank you for this all behind the scenes. A shout out for you. And uh, again, remember that the Lord and Savior that saved us is also the same Lord and Savior who can save our children. God bless. This is Candace from Oregon. I want to repeat joyfully what Brian said several times on the July 22nd podcast. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. So say that with me, my brothers and sisters. Say it again. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. And Brian encouraged us in believing this. We know this is what the scripture says. This is a familiar verse. There's a wonderful future coming. A future of unlimited power to bless others. So ask. Ask whatever you will and it will be done for you and for those for whom you are praying. Lord, we lift up to you everyone who has called in especially those in desperate situations, and we lift up to you those who are rejoicing in the, ha- in the you know, observing that your hand and your answer to our prayers. Encourage us, Lord. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. Hallelujah. You told us we would do greater work than you did. I don't understand why you said that, but who am I to question you, Lord? Thank you for everything you're doing in us. Help us to trust you and keep going forward. We love you, Jesus. We love you back. Candace.